0: lightsabers
1: welcome into a very very special episode of the Hoth hangout podcast we are incredibly excited to talk about star wars tales of the jedi a brand new show which premiered uh less than 48 hours ago now uh, or no less than yeah i don't even know what the timeline would be joey but uh <laughs> Yeah. I don't know where we are right now, I'll be honest. Nonetheless, we're are incredibly excited to talk about it. It's good to have y'all here with <coughs> us. Uh of course, we are I'm Ben. And I am Joey. And uh we are lifelong Star Wars fans. We love and enjoy talking about it with one another and with you all. Um hit us up on Twitter at Hoth Hangout or send us an email, hothangout at gmail.com if you guys have any questions. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hello, YouTube, uh, hit us up over there as as well. Sub to us on YouTube at Hoth Hangout. Joey, this is the most excited. I think we have been as Star Wars fans in a long time. Um, It's been a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Joey and I were fortunate enough. Um, and for those of you who are either listening to this or if you're watching it on YouTube, um, we recorded a separate video where we watched and reacted to the uh, the episodes, all six of them, all six episodes of Tales of the Jedi together. Um, so if you're interested in checking out our, our live reactions as we were watching the episodes, uh, definitely check out that video as well. So fortunate enough to get to watch those episodes with you, Joey, and uh, excited to talk about it with you as well. Yes, that was... <laughs> That was, we, so to give everyone the timeline,
0: we, we've finished, uh, recording our Andor episode, and then we went right into watching the the six episodes. So it was a long night yesterday and now it was, it was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, (laughs) we've definitely been, uh, very deep in the Star Wars-iness of things, but I I wouldn't have it any other way. So, um, for those that maybe, um, if you're familiar with Andor, you've been watching Andor, and you had no prior knowledge of Tales of the Jedi, uh, maybe it's just a brief general overview. Tales of the Jedi um, is a essentially a mini series show. It, it is six total episodes, um, three of those episodes revolving around Count Dooku. However, it's Count Dooku prior to, uh, to his life or when we see him in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, which for those of you that are familiar with Count Dooku, that's when you would most well know him from that, or from the Clone Wars TV show. Um, and then, of course, the other half of Tales of the Jedi revolves around Ahsoka, who's probably my personal favorite Star Wars character, so this was a treat uh, for me to get to to see even more Ahsoka content. Um, and so those were kind of the two sides of the show, and it, we'll get maybe more into the themes of particularly why those were the two characters chosen for Tales of the Jedi, um, but very digestible episodes. Like I don't think any of them were twenty minutes long. One of the shortest mm-hmm. one was thirteen minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. But even though they were short, I I just have not loved something this much that is Star Wars content in a very long time.
0: Yeah, and you know, when we've been talking about Andor uh, over the past several weeks. Uh, one thing we keep saying is like, well, this isn't quite Star Wars. This isn't like what we're used to seeing. It doesn't mean it's not a good show or a good storyline. It's just that we're, you know, the Star Wars that we grew up on had the lightsabers, had the Jedi and the Sith and everything like that. And this show comes through and does that for us.
1: Yeah. I, and you definitely could not escape the Star Warsiness iness of, of Tales of the Jedi. Right. Um, there is none of that same maybe sentiment we've had with Andor like kind of longing and wanting for the, the Star Wars we knew and grew up with. Uh, I mean,
0: we're, we're called Hoth Hangout for a reason. I
1: mean, very <laughs> Star Wars based.
0: We need, we need these shiny lightsabers uh, in, uh, on our, on on our shows there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, and, and maybe this is fast forwarding too far because this, I think it was in the second episode before we got to actually see um, a lightsaber. But there was, a, there was a moment where there's a confrontation in this second episode. It's, it's the first Dooku episode. Um, and, and, you know, we were talking to each other. We're like, are we going to get to see a lightsaber? And then <laughs> almost quite... instantly it was like, <laughs> Yes.
0: That familiar uh, hum once yeah. again.
1: Yeah. So the way that they chose to do the episodes, um, episodes one, five, and six were all centered around the life of Ahsoka. Uh, And we kind of got to see uh, time jumps, not only between the Ahsoka episodes. um, As we saw, the first Ahsoka episode, was she was an infant, basically. And then in the fifth and sixth episode of the show, the later two Ahsoka episodes was, you know, closer to that Clone Wars era and and even, like, during Order 66. Uh, and, And the same is true for the Dooku side of the story, where initially we got to see him... Uh, early on with with Qui-Gon as his Padawan. Oh my gosh, that was so great to see. That was great, yes. Um, And then, you know, kind of slowly his progression uh, with the Jedi Order to the point of of where we knew he ended up in Episode 2, which is ultimately betraying the Jedi Order. Um, So, uh, yeah, I... (laughs) So many... I found myself, um, when we do the Andor episodes, I have found myself, like, very... Like focused on a task of like what we're talking about. We're gonna go through the episode. This I just feel like so excited. I almost can't contain myself and I don't know where to start. Right.
0: <laughs> I feel the same way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, maybe uh, perhaps from episode one uh <laughs> we yeah. can we can start there. But so we we said this was a um uh the first of the Ahsoka episodes. Mm-hmm. And and actually this one was Actually, all five, so let me let me walk it back for a second. Um, episodes one, two, four, five, and six were all written by Dave Filoni. And actually, I didn't oh. know this, but episode three, which would have been the <coughs> second Dooku episode, um, which I the, believe was the one with Mace Windu in it, was <laughs> was the only one not written by Dave, which is kind of interesting. Oh, wow,
0: okay. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but side note, we can come back to episode three later. Um, episode one tells the story of Ahsoka as as an infant, and uh, we get to meet her parents in the episode, and who we think is her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, there's not like a ton at stake per se in the episode, uh, but more so, it's it's like, well, I guess her life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, I'm like, well, I meant in the medium. larger like uh, grand <laughs> sc- grand scheme the of, universe, of the, the Star of the Wars universe. universe. Yeah, that's fine. Um but yeah, her life is definitely at stake. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah uh, right. But I think the most important thing we we capture from this episode is kind of um these very early seeds or, or even roots of mm-hmm. kind of the mentality that Ahsoka was was raised in.
0: Right. Yeah, and
1: just the the roots, the
0: the kind of humble beginnings that you never really see. You know, we always see, you know, we always hear the stories of how these younglings are, you know, they know pretty early on that they're force sensitive and they could be, you know, and that's when the Jedi order kind of step in and, um, take them under their wing or kidnap them it really depends on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's a, it's interesting to see it, you know, a, a story, Especially with somebody like Ahsoka, um, who has this huge, huge impact, really, not only on the Star Wars universe itself, but the fan base, right? Um, these these are the types of stories that we want to see, um, stories that we don't know about, um, about our characters, about our heroes, about the villains, which I think this, this series actually absolutely does uh, for both of those uh, factions. Um, but the to have the kind of those humble beginnings to see where... and. Obviously, the you know she's a child she's what i think they said she's one she's yeah. one year old uh by the end of this episode um seeing her and you know if if you go see our reaction video we're, we're like oh you know just like <laughs> just happy to see you know what what her life was
1: before uh becoming a jedi yeah she's she's being gripped in the in the tusk's of this like uh like leopard tiger thing and she's just mm-hmm. like cooing you know she's like ah this is this is fine you know this is
0: fun yeah right she knew even then what she needed to do
1: yeah it was it was a pretty cool scene to see also i will say uh she gets she she gets a lot of her uh her her style her mojo her stuff from her her mother i
0: think yes yeah after we see her mom actually fight well let's go back a second mm-hmm. and talk about one of the darker moments
1: that we've seen in yeah. star wars yeah yeah we were both shocked when, when it when she said that. I think we were like what? <laughs> yeah. Where basically she um
0: told Ahsoka, don't basically don't look away from death. You have to like stare death in the face or some something like that. As she um because the mom had to they were she was going hunting mm-hmm. for what looked like goats. I yeah, think. <laughs> um, meerkat goats. <laughs> meerkat goats. We were trying to figure out the the combination of animals that this uh, particular uh, species was. But yeah, she so she ends up shooting a goat, and um, you know, as the goat is dying, is she's basically pushing Ahsoka's face to look at death happen. You know, and mm-hmm. was uh was not what we expected. You know, out of the gate on episode one of the series.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we we were both pretty uh pretty shocked by that I think. I think it it more so seemed like something that maybe like a Jedi Padawan's master would tell him. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe the Padawan has just like, you know, had his first kill in battle or something and he's like feeling right. guilty and the master's like, "Don't look away from death." But no, this is mm-hmm. a 1-year-old Ahsoka. <laughs> Whose they're mother like, is yeah. telling her you look don't look, don't look away, <clears throat> don't look away, look right. at the dying animal ahsoka. It's like right, yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> like
0: and hey. they, they almost made it like a kind of a ritual type thing going yeah. into that, right, yeah. I mean they're just like, oh is the time ready? and you know um yeah, the
1: father, the father was like, she's not mm-hmm. ready, she's not ready to go on the hunt, uh, right, yeah,
0: so this is a some a ritual or you know a tradition of their people, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it was a pretty uh pretty neat episode. Then of course the encounter with the the beast. I don't even know if if we have a name for that or not yet. I'm I'm mm, sure maybe yeah. somewhere yeah, out there in somebody. the Star Wars yeah. lore we have a name for whatever that animal was, but menacing nonetheless. Mm. Um and e- eventually after that kind of cool battle between that animal and Ahsoka's mother um mm-hmm. ends up running off with with Ahsoka.
0: Yeah. I got a little scared cuz I don't know. He- when you see like a large animal, you know, holding a baby <laughs> by yeah. their teeth, you're just like, "Oh, obviously, we know Ahsoka makes it out of there," but you know, never
1: a kind of a jarring scene to see that. It was one of those moments in, in like animated shows, especially where like this this giant tiger thing has been trying to like go after the mother and Ahsoka. Um, and then all of a sudden he just kinda like picks her up and runs away with her. You're like um, <laughs> right, yeah. okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> but know, right. you know, maybe that is to tie into Ahsoka's like um efforts to communicate with the animal somehow on like a a mental level that he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna run away with her and, and <laughs> I don't true, know. Yeah. Anyways, but uh the the what inevitably ends in Ahsoka coming out of the the, the forest <laughs> riding on the back of of this animal, we were like, that's that's pretty cool. I, I that's love that pretty Ahsoka right there. That's pretty Ahsoka right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think it. probably more so than any other ending of the show. I just had this sense of joy <clears throat> uh, of any other ending of the six episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I had this sense of joy that was like that I I love this man. <laughs> I love yeah, right, I love right. Star Wars. Right. And and right that I was about to say that the that that
0: feeling at the end of this, this was probably the short, well, no, this was one of the longer ones. I think it was maybe 15 minutes. I can't remember, but it wasn't the shortest. It wasn't the longest, but, um, but even after that, you know, relatively short period of time, you and I kind of gave that, that sigh of like, not relief, but of just like happiness. Like, yes, this is, yeah. this is what we came here to see. This is what we came here to talk about.
1: Yeah. It was, they were all too short in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, after so we get the Ahsoka like origin origin story like the early Ahsoka story as our first episode, um, and then they just switch it up. You know, they go they go into Dooku's Mm -hmm. story, um, and I I I enjoyed how they did that because, um, I think as a whole, particularly because of the Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, and and more so just the last like probably decade of Star Wars content, I think we generally tend to know more about ahsoka and her mm-hmm. life more than dooku um mm-hmm. really there's not other than maybe that you know the book dooku jedi lost which i think we've both read um that's pretty much like the best source of like pre attack of the clones dooku content up until this point and so it was it was really neat to see it play out um uh, on the small screen and and we get to see the life of Dooku and his progression, or maybe regression. Um, and, and so we that starts off in episode two, and the screen opens up, and they're on a ship. And uh, who's he with? None other than Qui-Gon. I was so happy.
0: Yeah, to to start off right there, you you felt like <clears throat> you felt like it was home, right? You you know these characters, you know. Um, but you don't know them at this angle. You don't know them at this time in uh, the Star Wars timeline. Uh So to see it, you, you get you get really excited because you're like, okay, we're about to find out something new about these characters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's easy to kind of glaze over and forget um, just from watching the prequels that Qui was the apprentice of Dooku.
0: Right. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: And so to see that play out was 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 pretty fun and pretty neat. And actually, uh, and as we maybe you know uh, break down the episode further, um, Qui Gon, in many many ways, as much as we can surmise from the fifteen minutes of content we got from this episode, in many ways is more of a pillar I think for Duku, um, or a foundation for Dooku than Duku is for him. Um, it feels sure, very yeah. much at this point when we meet them in this episode, like Qui-Gon is pretty much ready to face the trials, if if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's the one ultimately who kind of gets his master to come back down to reality for a second when things look dire.
0: Right, and because um, this is the one with the senator's son, right? Yes, yes. which
1: yeah. which I also thought was an interesting turn. The senator's son was, was very much... Um, Almost hateful of his father,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Uh, or like, or d- definitely disapproving,
0: right? And you know, you know that that they draw that parallel on purpose there, where the one that you, the younger one, the the apprentice, the the son, are the ones that have maybe a cooler head, or you know, mm-hmm. that understand what's out there and what needs to be done, you know, properly. Yeah. Um. Because here, here we get a glimpse of Dooku. Um kind of showing those uh sith tendencies really
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know they 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 find they are able to find the sun uh in this what seems like some type of barn area. I'm not sure what kind of uh structure that was or some type of yeah I'm not quite sure, but um are able to find it, but then they come to find out um the people of the village find out that um the center is actually there with some some military as well to come get the sun. Um, but unbeknownst to them, the Jedi were already there. Um, so you know that that's where the standoff happens, and where we we see that you know the the senator's real side doesn't really care about anybody of these of of the people that he is representing. He's I mean he's ready to go guns blazing into this place. Um, but then you see Qui Gon and and Dooku, you know, stand up to them and. When when this fight happens, you see Dooku actually pull a pull a pull a Sith mood uh, mo, go Sith mode on them mm-hmm. and do the chokehold while he in the middle of battle. So um, obviously we all know where this ends up for Dooku, but in that moment, you know that anger definitely took over him.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was that first step uh, maybe down that that darker path. You made you made a really good point that I did not pick up on from the episode that it, I think is a fantastic point to bring up. Um, there's definitely a parallel between, mm-hmm. like you said, the senator's son and his father, and Qui Gon and Count Dooku, like almost being that, even though they're younger, they are taking responsibility um, for their elders' misdoings, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and ultimately like helping. The, the either in the case of Qui-Gon, his master, or in the case of the senator's son, his father, um, right. helping them or trying to show them on the path to make the right decision or to, like, fix their ways. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a really good point. I didn't even pick up on that, and, and I'm glad you mentioned it.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, and to your point with the, you know, it kind of matches up with what you're saying about how Qui-Gon is more of a pillar to Dooku than the other way around. Yeah. And uh, to see that dynamic unfold right here uh it was amazing and also i mean even at the end of that episode you could still see qui-gon obviously you know saying well i learned it from you i learned you know this is your teachings that i learned and uh but obviously like i said we know duke who is already at this point i mean it's fair to say that he is already thinking about how um maybe the jedi order is not for him
1: yeah which, and also, to be fair, on the flip side of the coin, like there's definitely, and we see this in the Phantom Menace, there there's mm-hmm. aspects of Qui Gon that are totally Count Dooku. Like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Council is always kind of like a little bit disapproving. Um, he mm-hmm. wants to train Anakin. They're like, oh, he's too old. He's like, mm-hmm. well, Obi wans not my apprentice anymore. He's ready for the trials. I'm gonna train Anakin. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna care what <laughs> yeah. you say. So th- there is right. that bit of Dooku that's like always with Qui Gon. Uh, mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem to have the anger. I think mm-hmm. um, that 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 Count Dooku possesses, and like you said, that we see comes out with the with the Force choke being uh, used right. for the first time there.
0: Yeah, and we mentioned the Jedi Lost book a little earlier. I mean, for those who haven't listened to it or read it, go read it. Not sponsored, by the way. Um, <laughs> go um, go read that, and I you you see early on. Um, even as he's an initiate when even when he's uh you know being trained by Yoda, you could already see these seedlings of Duku not believing in what the uh jedi order jedi council um the decisions that they make even in that early age so um you know where we were saying that you know we don't have this content necessarily for a character like Duku. Th- these types of things are really huge on understanding that character as a whole,
1: yeah. Yeah, and another th- point that I'll make, not to linger too much on the book, but um, Dooku Jedi Lost. But um, the one thing that always like I-, I had questions about after watching the prequels, particularly Attack of the Clones, um, mm-hmm. was I was like, who's this Sifydias guy they keep talking about? Like who who the heck is mm-hmm. Um, If you've ever asked that question after watching uh, Attack of the Clones, Episode Two. Uh, read Dooku Jedi Lost. It's it's a fantastic yes. book, and it really dives in um, to the relationship between Dooku and, and Saifodius, who were really good friends. Yes, absolutely. Um, speaking of Saifodius, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, actually, <laughs> I I think the Saifodius thing happens in episode four, oh, right? You're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, but but put a pin in put a pin in it put a pin in it because we're definitely gonna talk about it. Um, but moving on from episode two, um, you know we we see. Obviously, as we mentioned, Dooku's used this force choke. Like, I think Qui Gon is like probably internally like a little bit worried about his master, uh, but still being humble and like, I you know I've learned everything from you, master. He's just being this nice, kind guy. Um, The tone. The tone. Or is he he
0: just being scared? You know. Yeah, (laughs) I saw what you did.
1: Yeah, maybe he's scared. Who knows? (laughs) Um, And then the tone shifts. The third episode of the show, which again is the second of the Dooku trilogy if you will um to being a dynamic between master and apprentice dooku and qui-gon to kind of like partners in crime i I was i wouldn't i wouldn't really say friends there seems to be a bit of like a i was gonna say yeah not i was gonna say friendly rivalry but i don't even i don't think there's a ton of uh a ton of love between the the two of... There's no love lost between the two of those. Yeah, Mace Windu and, the, those, and, and yeah, Dooku. Mace Windu and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of the of the third episode is that we see, um, Duku and and Mace on this mission. I don't recall the name of the planet, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't uh, remember if they
0: even say it. To be honest.
1: Yeah, and and that's kind of the other thing I like about the show is. It doesn't get hung up on the details. It just gives you like really cool Star mm-hmm. Wars content. Right. Um, but they have. Oh, we need.
0: We need it. We need to know the planet and yeah. the system. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be on. It'll be on the internet. Reddit, Wikipedia. Very there you soon, go. Sure.
1: Um, but yeah, they're they're sent on this mission to retrieve uh, a Jedi Master Kotri, I think is the name. Katry. Katri. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. remember how they pronounced it. Yeah, I think show. it's Kotri, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um. And because they've received news that she's been killed. uh, And Dooku and Mace kind of have disagreeing opinions when it comes to how they should go about the investigation. Um, Mace is much more initially inclined to just sort of accept the explanation from uh, the locals on this planet. One of whom is a senator who's kind of like walking the Jedi through... Uh, what happened and what led to Master Katry's death and the events that that transpired? Uh, Duku is obviously much more uh, cynical, I think, and naturally mm-hmm. starts like questioning them and um, eventually leads to a, a pretty cool fight scene as well in the episode. Yes. well, yeah and, yeah, and
0: it's interesting because once again, there is this um the Jedi here in the Senate you know, there's this, you know, just kind of the same thing that we saw from the first episode with Dooku. Um, so we know that this is a a constant issue with Dooku. Um, the way that either the Jedi run well actually we know. We know he has an issue of what the how the Jedi console does its stuff. Because he's out here kind of making his own plays, calling audibles and wanting to do things a certain way where what we find out with mace is very by the book you know um very much you know let's these are these were the instructions given to us this is what we should do um where where count dooku i mean well, just dooku at this point um was he Count Dooku? and whatever so where dooku at this point is uh just he he wants to investigate further
1: yeah yeah that's a good point i keep calling him count dooku technically i they've only referred to him in the show at this point as mm-hmm. master duku right right um mm-hmm. so maybe just a small point of clarification there um, I, don't, I don't
0: want the uh, i don't want the uh, redditors to get us, get upon this you know that's a, <laughs> yeah oh, i don't oh, know i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not, I'm uh, not sure I'm well
1: sure. i i mean it, going back to the book i mean he is the count of sereno or <clears throat> I, maybe he oh that's true yeah uh, anyways um so uh, also the name of the planet is raxus Sagundus, oh. Secundus, okay, um, and then the senator's name is Leric. So just okay. two small details when it comes to the episode. Um, Raxus,
0: really? Is that where it is?
1: Raxus, I want... Secundus.
0: I want to say that there's definitely a tie in with
1: there's, Jedi. I think there's They're a Lost as well. Yeah, like Raxus Prime, I believe, is another planet from. Um, yeah. I mean, this is this is what Google is here for to to consult right, yeah. Google. <laughs> Um yeah, Raxus Prime is the planet that I think we saw in Jedi Fallen Order if I remember correctly. Mm. Or no, 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 Force Unleashed, I'm sorry. It's in Force, Force Un- Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Okay. So that that might okay. be uh So I I would assume this is like maybe a moon of Raxus Prime because if Raxus Prime is like the first and the name of this planet is li- literally Raxus Secundus as in like second um i don't know maybe maybe it's the same system uh, maybe it's a, you know a moon of Raxus prime who knows yeah okay. um, but kind of a an interesting tie-in if, if that is the case um but yeah they they you know they're taken to the crime scene where the senator believes or, or no where the senator tells them um, that this is the spot and he walks them through this story that doesn't really make a ton of sense Mm-hmm. There's like lightsaber marks on the trees, and there's like blaster mm-hmm. fire, but there's no right. blaster fire on the ship where there should be, um, which... if they're if
0: they were being shot at. And what mm. one thing I really did like about this scene is even though Dooku and Mace, you know, in the scene before that were kind of on the opposite ends of how to how to investigate this or investigate at all this um, this crime. Mm-hmm. You could see Dooku kind of walking, walking around, looking at things, and then kind of looking at Mace, and like, and you know, they're not they're not verbally saying a thing, but you could almost see them like say to each other, like, "See, look at this, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, look at look at look at this. This the this doesn't look right, you know." Yeah. So although they may not have verbally said it, non-verbally they were, you know, and it's amazing. You this is an animated show to to be able to to get that across on screen, right? That, that they were they were in sync already. Uh, even though they they were not in sync just a scene or two ago. At this moment when they were looking at this crime scene, they already had ideas that something was not right. Yeah.
1: There's I think there's definitely and it's probably I don't think it's explicitly said even after the battle, but there's definitely a piece of mace that's probably like like, okay, you were you were right, Dooku, <laughs> you know. Right, yeah. More yeah. more or less. Uh even even right. if he doesn't express it to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a, a fun episode overall. I would probably... I don't know. This episode... I It's hard to rank any of them, and maybe we can do that at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I liked it overall. Of the Dooku episodes, probably wasn't the most enticing episode, I would say. Uh, which okay. Which I would probably say is the next episode. Right. Um, But, I mean, I guess to wrap up this episode... The, the two guards, the two main head guards, uh, the senator ultimately kind of turns on them and, and the plan and gets a blaster fire in the back for it. Yeah, pretty uh, much. But, you know, these two guards are really not a match for Dooku and Mace. And, oh, another important thing that comes from this episode is the very, very final scene um, when they're back on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple And they're having the funeral for Master Katri, and it's just following the funeral. Um, Mace has been informed that he's receiving the council seat, which Master Katri was on the Jedi Council. And up until this point, Mace was not. Uh, Which I think Dooku almost takes as a little bit of a slight. Mm -hmm. um, And maybe even a hint of jealousy in there, too. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and yeah. Uh, you know, if if it wasn't evident that they weren't friends before, um, <laughs> yeah, now now um, you know they're not, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and I forget the line that Dooku said, but it was very snarky.
1: It was very yeah. Um, he ends it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he ends it with Master Jedi. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. When and when you say it, when when that and that actor, whoever the voice actor that nailed it perfectly, and um, with that snark, with that um kind of jealousy hiding behind those words. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh I think it was uh, brilliantly done.
1: Yeah, I agree. So yeah, a, a good a good um tie into the next episode because we see even more of this like maybe a little bit of anger coming out of Duku um which we really see more anger come out of him in episode 4, which is the final of his three episodes. Uh and I thought my favorite of the three if I if I had mm-hmm. to choose one um, t- titled The Sith Lord, you're instantly thinking, okay, The Sith Lord, so this is definitely further along in the progression. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this going to be Dooku? Are we going to get... I think before, as we were watching the episode, we were like, are we going to see Palpatine? Right. Uh, we were, and, and you know, it's, just, it's funny because... We've been asking the exact same question during all of our Andor podcasts. <laughs> right, yeah. Because it's like, you know, all this mention of Palpatine is, is in the Senate and blah, 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 right. blah, blah, monmathma, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, get, we get one new show and instantly it's like, bang, there's Palpatine. <laughs> Palpatine, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, How many
0: episodes in? Three, four episodes in and we get him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and like less than an hour of content. Less was. than an hour of content. Right? Yeah. yeah, we got him. We got him, y'all. Yeah. Um, but a, a very, very before that point, a very, very important scene and, and um, moment in the life of Duku. And I think I may have mentioned this to you as we were watching it. Um, but I, 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 they open the episode, and and it's Qui Gon's, um, or Duku is like learning about Qui Gon's uh, death, or, and perhaps that's maybe a couple scenes into the episode. Because mm-hmm. um, if- I think
0: we actually see Qui Gon. Yeah, early, early on in the on episode, in the episode yeah. and
1: and it's um uh, it's uh it's Liam Neeson's voice, and I, yes. oh man, I love nice it. I, I love Liam nice Neeson sense. so much. Yeah. Um, and we get Yaddle. He, has a
0: certain, he does have a certain set of skills.
1: Yeah, make him a nightmare <laughs> yeah. for everyone except Darth Maul. Ooh, <laughs> right, too again. soon, too Ooh. soon,
0: too soon, too soon. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and we, and alongside Qui Gon, we also get Yaddle uh who for i guess for those who uh, are not familiar with maybe star wars lore even like um if you've never heard the name yaddle before uh let, I, maybe i can give like a 15 second synopsis of why that is a uh, relatively important name when it comes to this time period um yaddle sat on the jedi council during episode 1 phantom menace uh, and yaddle is the same species as yoda which to this day, we don't still have a name for that species. Um, the same species as Grogu, same species as Yoda. Uh, so Grogu, Yoda, and Yaddle are really the only, I think up until this point in the uni- Star Wars universe, the only members of this you know green alien species. Uh, and before Mandalorian, Yaddle was the only other one other than Yoda. And so uh, Yaddle, sorry, this is way longer than 15 seconds. I apologize. So Yaddle sits on the council during episode one and then she's nowhere to be seen for the rest of the prequels, um, which was always kind of weird for fans. But, you know, could be explained off somewhere or another. Um, this episode is the tie in and the explanation ultimately for why she does not appear in episodes two and three as well. Man. <laughs> Sorry, that they was two- that was like a <laughs> solid 60 second no, explanation no, instead no, it's of fine. 15 <laughs> seconds. So I apologize. <laughs>
0: no that's fine and yeah to to and this goes back to what we were saying before you know where we have these these characters that we know of that we just kind of you know for yaddle for yaddle just disappears off the face of star wars universe and we never really got an ex- explanation of who even who even she was or what types of things she was a part of and to finally have her tied into an actual story um, with a character like Dooku and Qui-Gon at this point as well. I think it was just uh, chef's kiss. I loved it.
1: Yeah. They they just like, and, and this is mostly Dave Filoni probably, but they just find ways to incorporate things that you have information about, but you don't have all the information. And so they incorporate it in a way that doesn't mess up the story, but only adds to it. And so right. you you fall more in love with the story that you already loved because you're getting, like, another piece or another side of it. Uh, and and for this episode, for me, that was Yaddle. Uh, and also, like, bits and pieces with Dooku at the very beginning of the episode, um, which we mentioned earlier. We said we'd put a pin in it. Now we're taking the pin out. Oh, here we are. Um, the very first part of the episode, we see uh, Dooku going into the archives and erasing Kamino as a planet. Uh, Which if you've seen the prequels and seen episode two, Kamino is the planet, the the rain planet, uh, the big ocean planet, if you will, where the clones are being manufactured. Um, And so that's important because in episode two, when Obi-Wan is tracking down Dango Fett, uh, who is on Kamino, um, he goes to... Sorry, I'm throwing out so many names, and I I apologize for all the name (laughs) dropping, but he goes to Jocasta Nu, who is the Jedi Temple Archive librarian, who we also see in episode four of Tales of the Jedi. Um, And she basically explains to him that the planet is not there that he's looking for. And and the opening scene of this episode is like, this is why it's not there. It's, it's so cool <laughs> right. to see.
0: Right. And th- again, this is just another thing where we knew it happened. You know, obviously it happened in the movie. But we never knew how or the exact moment it happened, and now we have it here.
1: Yeah, yeah, like 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 we said, bringing to life something that we understood, but like it's visualizing it now. And um, I mean, we didn't even really know that Dooku was the one that did it per se. It could have been yeah, right. No, you know, it could have been Palpatine, or it could have been any number of people working for Palpatine. You know. So that, it was cool to to have that piece uh, inserted into the episode as well.
0: I will say, though, uh, coming from an IT background, that was awfully easy. How he <laughs> just went in there. What you're really saying is went the Jedi
1: Temple needs better
0: security, right? I mean, he literally walked in there hit a couple of buttons and deleted a planet come on i mean <laughs> there, there's got to be better security around um the jedi archives just saying it did look surprisingly
1: easy i'll give you that yeah <laughs> so like so, could some um, padawan just walk back there and be like whoops and then just right, delete yeah. everything
0: hey if hey jedi temple if y'all need an it guy i, I know i know someone i could help you out here <laughs> don't worry
1: Oh uh, yeah, that was that's a good point too. Kind of funny that, that, that no one caught him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's no
0: backups. You're saying there's no backups. There's no nobody is running anything that says like, oh, who deleted stuff today? You know.
1: <laughs> Just, uh, there's no auditors. There's no audit. Okay, all right. I'll stop. I'll stop. Security cameras.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Um, and then shortly thereafter in the episode, <clears throat> um and I, I don't think I'm going out of order at this point, after Qui-Gon and Yaddle have had their conversation, um, shortly thereafter, Dooku finds out about the death of Qui-Gon um, at the hands of Maul, and uh, you, we see him by this tree uh, with, and having a conversation with Yaddle. Um, and I was going to bring up the point that the death of Qui-Gon while we could have assumed it probably played some role in uh, his turning to the dark side, I don't think we ever really had a concrete timeline for, like, is Dooku already, you know, part of the dark side as soon as Darth Maul is killed? Is it later, like, closer to episode two? Uh, And so now this gives us more of that concrete timeline. And furthermore, um, kind of gives like Qui-Gon's death as the final straw if you will for his mm-hmm. his turning to the dark side. At least that's how I I saw it in the episode. Right, I mean, final straw or um
0: and you know, I I we we come to find out a lot that the Emperor has a lot on this. He knows how to puppet everyone it feels like, right? And yeah. I wonder if he he felt that this was happening or he was ready for this to happen. And um, when it finally does, he knew he had Dooku after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you could you could very easily see Palpatine saying to Maul, like, hey, make sure you kill Qui-Gon. Because, I mean, that mm-hmm. will only make Dooku more angry and drive right. him closer to the point where, where Palpatine or, or Sidious wants him.
0: Right. And if I'm not mistaken, this, does does Dooku again blame the council for, you know, maybe not the ultimate death, but putting Qui-Gon in a place where he would die? I, I can't remember exactly, but yeah. I, I feel like that was the sentiment anyway.
1: I, I would like to go back and watch that conversation between him and Yaddle one more time. Because um, I don't remember specifically if there's a conversation Mm -hmm. about the council or not with yaddle um -hmm. it seemed more of like a like almost like a cry for help without actually asking for help from dooku to yaddle Um, right you know he he's pretty broken at that point i would say right absolutely he's lost his apprentice he's entirely disillusioned with the jedi order as we hear later in the episode he's He's done things that have probably caused people to lose their life and betrayed everything he knows and everything he's known his entire life up to that point um so you can only imagine like how he's feeling in that moment when he finds out he's lost his apprentice too
0: right and and it reminded me of anakin when mm. he went off and you know um, basically murdered a village of tusken raiders mm. and um he was already down that dark path pretty i mean that's pretty early i feel you know um in comparison to where dooku was at this moment because this you know well maybe it was around the same time as far as you know them being jedi knights and having um but i mean obviously dooku was a master at this point right and in the in the jedi order so yeah so it just reminded me of you know when dooku when they were saying with dooku how he had you know Already, had, you know, either directly or indirectly, it killed many. You know, it, it brought me right back to how Anakin was in that space as well. Um, so I wonder if that's kind of like the path of that uh, the the formula that Palpatine always has to use in order for him to uh, finally get people to uh, turn.
1: Yeah, giving like almost giving them a reason to be angry. Right, and then realizing like, okay, maybe I'm not as good as. I should be
0: or I'm not, yeah. you know, what, what is, you know, it's, it's very black and white. It's, you know, either you're good or you're not and doing the things that they've done. You're not good. You're not a Jedi. You're a Sith. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and that's another theme of the entire show. It it plays with the concept of gray and at what point does gray become red? <laughs> yeah. If, if you will. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Qui-Gon, Tells Yaddle like I'm not even going to uh or excuse me, uh Dooku tells Yattle I'm not even going to Qui-Gon's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um he's he's right, he's <laughs> yeah. made that decision and it's like, dang. Um yeah, that was your apprentice, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's clear where his intentions are at that point, and and that's evident in the next scene, which I, I think is one of my favorite scenes of the entire um maybe not my absolute favorite, but One of my favorite scenes of the entire six episodes was um getting to see and and listen to the conversation between dooku and uh and palpatine as as they're meeting presumably not for the first time because Dooku is is saying you know i've done everything you've asked i i deleted Mm -hmm. you know he deleted camino like he he says a line and i I don't want to butcher it but it's almost to the effect of like how many more people have to die for like the the choices I've made or the things I've done, um, mm-hmm. and of course Yaddle has tailed him and is listening to this entire conversation. Um, and and Duku ultimately, when he's being well, at first uh, Palpatine thinks he's been betrayed by Duku, mm-hmm. um, and then Duku is kind of forced to show his loyalty by by trying to kill Yaddle.
0: Right, and I mean I remember as you and I were watching it. I even said like, "Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is what happened. This is what happens to yelled." Yeah. You know? Um yeah, so it was it was good to see Yaddle yeah, put up a fight. Um essentially and unfortunately not make it out of it, but I think the um that's always the the and I and I, I want to say there was a moment where she could have fled and maybe made it out of there, but not, you know, being the Jedi way and the, the, they, they always try to bring him back. They will always try to, you know, regardless of the danger that they're in, uh, their purpose was to do that. And, and I'm trying to even think at this point where we are in time, but I mean, she straight up calls him Sith Lord, you know? Um, and I don't know, I don't know if we know Palpatine is that at this moment. In time, is she the first one to say it?
1: Right? Yeah, and and I don't I don't even know if it's made clear that she knows that that's Palpatine. Um, oh, does, true. Does he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to that's remember if he refers. I don't think he refers to him by name at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, on the subtitles, right, I, yeah, I think he yeah. actually used Sidious in the subside in the subtitles instead of Palpatine. Mm, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think you're right. It does. Um, yes, but I I don't think which maybe is intentional, you know, it almost, mm-hmm. it almost shrouds the character from the perspective of someone who, if they pretend they had never seen episode three, um, mm-hmm. if they were to watch this, they would still maybe not make the connection somehow that, that Palpatine is Sidious. Mm-hmm. So I think right. that's why they chose to use Sidious in the subtitle instead yeah, of Palpatine. But, right. um, but I mean, obviously she, she called it how she saw it. So yeah. the Lord, there you go right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the, f- I mean, excluding, like, Dooku, obviously, finding out about him. Mm-hmm. This is the first instance of a of a Jedi um, coming face-to-face. Well, face-to-face, w- a- knowingly face-to-face with a Sith Lord. Maybe that's the best way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. And, I mean, it's such
0: a difference of where, you know, when she, I, I think it was earlier that episode, right, when she was with Qui- Qui-Gon, Mm-hmm. Basically saying, "Oh well, we don't know if it's a Sith Lord. We don't want to necessarily say it is," and you know, yeah. But then to be at the end of the episode
1: and saying, "Yep, this is what it is." Yeah, very, uh, um, very bureaucratic, very Jedi Council of her. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then, of course, the the sad ending to the episode, um, where I was, I was, I was sure she got smushed.
0: <laughs> R- right. Yeah. So. Does is, is it him? Yeah, I think he's the one that basically closes the sh- sharp. And why do they make gates like that? Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. they're <laughs> just trying to get people always hurt. With the, always with the teeth. I mean, right. <laughs> well, there I mean, was is also, there any other safer way?
1: I think there was also some intentional symbolism there, too. It, the, the way the door closed, it resembled a, a mouth or a smile. Um, and I was trying, yeah. and I was, as I was watching the episode, I was like, <clears throat> uh, trying to think of the symbolism of, of why that might be. And really the only thing that came to mind was kind of like Sidious's cackle. It could oh, almost like res, his, resemble. Teeth, yeah. yeah. It could almost like resemble the mouth somehow. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe there's another reason right. they chose that design for the door or the gate. Right. Um, or I don't know, maybe they didn't even intend for it to look like a mouth, but it definitely <laughs> yeah, right. did. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, don't, don't they want people to be safe walking through these things? I mean, my gosh, <laughs> But yeah, ultimately he he closes the gate on her, mm-hmm. and we all think that she's gone. But it's uh, you know it wouldn't be a Jedi unless they were able to make things float or make things uh, open. Yeah.
1: Um. One last time. Yeah. Yeah. That was um. I was trying to also consider the importance of why, as a writer of this episode, you would have her like lift that, and then come out ultimately just to meet the same right. fate anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, A, it kind <clears throat> of shows the resilience and the drive of, of the character, but more so I think it is to highlight the complete turn of Dooku to the dark side, Right. where, mm-hmm. you know, he, I mean, obviously he smushed her in the thing, um, but I think there is a much more emotional um emotion element, element or emotional yeah. interaction when you are like holding a lightsaber and having to like follow through with with killing her rather than like right. smushing her with something where it's like oh well it wasn't like me who did it you know what yeah, i mean right right i don't think he would think that but you understand what i'm saying like a lightsaber yeah, feels absolutely much more personal then than the gate would, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Right. Yeah, because this is this is a weapon. This is a tool that they trained with as Jedi that, you know, that, you know, they used to protect so many people. But the, in this case, it was to end the life. And it was to end the life of a, you know, he's no longer a Jedi at this moment. But, you know, at that moment, you know, he was a fellow Jedi. They were... They were co-workers. They were um Yeah. But yeah, to to see it to see it end that way. I think you're right. I think it was an intimate type of situation where he just like, well, you are right there next to her. Yeah. And I forget the the last line he says, I'll give you peace or something like that. Just something yeah. real, both beautiful and sinister at the same time. Um yeah. so good on the writers for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I um yeah, I'm just thinking about what you said. The peace line, it, it was a really um, kind of an a, an eerie and dark line in there. The way he said it too, uh, it was like, wow, he's he's a Sith now. Yeah, oh, right. And and there's I, no question. I think to go back to the the lightsaber thing as opposed to the gate. I mean, I would even make the case that the moment he kills Yaddle, um, even even before when he's fighting Yaddle. I don't know if he is, like, entirely a Sith Lord yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I think the the slaying of her is symbolic of his final step um, right. to the to the dark side in in many ways. Yeah. Anyways, uh, one of my favorite episodes of the six, um, definitely up there and um, rounded out the the Dooku trilogy. Uh, and then of course. Uh, actually, I guess. Did you have any more thoughts on that episode before we move on to episode five?
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was again it 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 filled filled in gaps that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> um, but now that we do, it'll be definitely a part of Dooku's storyline, and only helps us understand him and his motivations. Yeah. Um, throughout the rest of this, you know, the rest of the Star
1: Wars universe. Definitely, I do hope we get more Dooku content. Yeah, he's, I'd be fine with it. He's a great character. Um, and then switching gears after episode four, when you've just gone through this like whole ordeal of like going down this path with with Dooku and seeing how he goes from where he was to to what he becomes, um, you kind of switch gears and go back to Ahsoka, and it throws you like right into what we I think thought was um pretty shortly after episode two i want to say um definitely between episodes two and episode three course, we were yeah. we were trying to figure it out <laughs> based on certain context clues like how tall is ahsoka you know how long is obi-wan's hair <laughs> stuff yeah, like right. that yeah um but yeah it opens up and there's kind of this this sparring scene um in the in what we presume would be the jedi temple um but yeah, that, that was a fun scene because there was actually a very small Easter egg that you caught uh, hidden in that scene.
0: Yeah, on the side there was what looked like to be a master and their apprentice, a young boy, a uh, male apprentice. And as, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, I think that's Kanan. Yeah. Kanan with And Kanan's master is Deepa Blava, So, and there was, that looked like to be as her as well, so... A nice little, uh, nice little tie-in to our Rebels fans.
1: Yeah, that's one of those things. Like they didn't have to put it in, but they did, and it's like oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I would have caught it to be honest with you. You said something, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is right, yeah. So, um, so I, very, very cool. That was yeah, very cool to catch. What we've, what we've gathered from this is that Joey's eye for detail is much better than, my, than mine is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I think we've learned that Star Wars isn't. Will always have those little, little Easter eggs. I mean, there are, yeah, there are videos of people reviewing entire episodes of shows and showing off these little Easter eggs. So I've trained myself to at least look here and there when something, because you know, whenever there's a a scene cut to somebody, that's always someone. You know, that's not mm-hmm. just a random Jedi. That's not just a random person. It's it's someone that we should
1: know in somewhere in Star Wars yeah. universe. Yeah, so like happened to catch that one. Yeah, I'm glad you did, and, and like you said, it was cool. It was a cool uh, decision to put that Easter egg in there, uh, and tie that into rebels as well. Uh, but in the scene, Ahsoka is is training, uh, and she's kind of just like beating up on these droids to the point where it's like almost you know no problem, no contest for her. Um, and and there's kind of like a an odd interaction between her and Anakin uh, as they leave the training center and going into the hallway, um, Anakin's like, well, I'll design a test for you that you can't beat, or something, you know, he's, right. it, it was kind of a weird scene, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I didn't feel like it flowed super well, um, mm-hmm. and and it, it was really the only scene in the entire six episodes where I kind of felt that way. Um, yeah. I, I think we, yeah. Also, we also noted in the episode, like, as they're arguing in the hall, everyone else is like, it just, the, the reactions from the people in the hallway felt like, weird like almost it was like a dream or something it was odd right yeah yeah
0: and he was the level of anger he had yeah didn't
1: fit the situation they were in yeah it was interesting i mean
0: i mean if if it were the way i would have seen that normal in a normal situation is you know obviously the the him being uh her being his apprentice be like listen I know, I know you're good enough for that. You're you're really good, and you you killed it there. But we need to get you better. We need to get you in real situations. I mean, to be angry at it, was it just didn't. That's not the emotion. You want to be supportive. You want to be, mm-hmm. you want to be able to tell the apprentice to say, "Hey, you're you know, I will raise you up and say you are really good, but you can be better. Be better than all of this. You know." Yeah. Um, I just think the the tone of there was off and not necessary for that scene.
1: Yeah. And, and even through the rest of the episode, like I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I love when we get anything like Anakin and Ahsoka content in the same episode, like in regards to like their relationship, because I think it's a really important relationship in the grand scheme of star Wars. Um, it felt like you said, it just felt off this episode. Like it didn't mm-hmm. feel like Clone Wars, Anakin and Ahsoka. It was, there was something that was like a little different. Um, it mm-hmm. wasn't as warm and friendly as maybe some of the stuff in the Clone Wars, which which is fine. But also like, even the training scene where, after using the 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 robots or the droids, and he instead, um, you know, has the clone troopers use, um, their guns on on stun which by the way like he has to tell them to put the guns on stun like okay like, right you know it's, uh, some of the clones are like oh yeah we should put them on stun like, <laughs> and then, then click you know like oh good idea you know <laughs> glad you reminded me <laughs> right um yeah he's he's very, he's very harsh clones yeah yeah he's super harsh in that scene like she just keeps getting stunned and like knocked out for however long 2 hours sometimes and then she <laughs> she wakes up and he's like all right do it again again it's like okay dang
0: yeah and and yeah like you said from what we've seen between these two up until this point there's a lot more banter between them right yeah um she'll she'll throw a few jabs you know he'll like brush it off and you know put her in her place in some way but this was different this was definitely different from what we've seen between these two and I, I mean, part of me gets gets some of it anyway. Um, he mentions like you know that these you know when you're out in battle you're you're not going to be facing droids like this. You're going to be facing, you know, people. You're going to you know people like the clones where they make decisions independent of everything else. where droids are programmed to do something right. Yeah. Um. So the the urgency is there. I get that. That should be there. But th- the the almost meanness of it, it just yeah. didn't seem like that was i mean i could see where you if you have like you know drill sergeants and things like that that's that's where you would normally see that type of anger that type of like you know cruelty almost but in the, but this is that's not the relationship that those two have so that that's why it did feel off
1: yeah i mean there's points in clone wars where like anakin has this tough love for her but this was mm-hmm. like almost unrelenting tough love <laughs> yeah. to the point where again, it was like, again. yeah, it was, it almost took away from their, you know, the, their relationship a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Especially cause like it, there wasn't really at the end of the episode. It didn't focus on their relationship at all. It was more about Ahsoka and Rex. Uh, but yeah. I mean, overall, like the episode, I think this was the shortest one of the, yeah. of the six super, super short. I think, it list it was listed on Disney Plus as thirteen minutes. It's probably like nine. Yeah, minutes or with 10. with the intro and ending, yeah, probably like ten minutes. Um, so in terms of depth of the content, not a whole lot there. Um, we get the like you said the Easter egg with Kanan. Uh, we get to I I think the main thing that this episode did is it just kind of shows more of the training that Ahsoka had to go through. I mean, like kind of that mm-hmm. process of her becoming uh more resilient and, and more unrelenting. Um, right, and I think the um some
0: of the you know moves that she pulled off, I'm sure we will we have seen mm-hmm. in other in yeah. other uh, battles that she was in, and um, I think you know if we if we knew that, we probably would have geeked out a little bit more, yeah, <laughs> but um I, that's that was one thing that I'm like maybe that's that was one that was something that they were hoping that would hit, and maybe not necessarily with us, but um, with others, I'm sure it did,
1: yeah, and then, of course, the really cool tie-in at the end of the episode where there's a time jump, and um it's a little bit like confusing. You're like, wait, what are they doing now? And it's her and Rex, and they're getting ready to walk out of of this uh, into this hangar, and the ha- the hangar door opens, and you see like all these uh, clone troopers, and this is, of course post order sixty six and mm-hmm. so they're all looking for her hunting for her right yeah um and and if you've seen uh season seven the newest season of clone wars the final season of clone wars uh, this scene is is in that show and so it was like peeking behind the curtain uh of something you've seen happen in front of the curtain like at before the actors are walking on stage so that was that was pretty cool to see
0: yeah i did i to to come to that realization because you see all the stormtrooper i mean stormtroopers the clone troopers uh that a lot of them had the orange um paint on the front of it so that was um signifying that was ahsoka's uh a regimen or whatever mm-hmm. so to, to kind of see that go full circle and in real time <laughs> I, i'm glad that we actually recorded our reaction to it because we're like oh that's what that is you know. Yeah um and to have that um have that come full circle in that way it it th- those are the moments that you really hope for um as a star wars fan because we were getting all this new content all this new content and then to butt it up right next to something that we know of that we that we have seen um much like the uh, the kind of the, the end of Rogue One when you see Leia going into the... You know, when you see Leia at the end, you know exactly in Star Wars time where we are. Um, so we, we, we link back right to that moment where in the hangar with all those clone troopers. And as a Star Wars fan, you just love it.
1: Yeah, it was pretty neat to see. Uh, this was also... Okay. I think episodes 4, 5, and 6, m- more so than 1, 2, and 3, had endings where like the last 10 seconds of the episode your your mouth was open for one reason or another where you were like oh that's cool or oh my gosh that just happened um so you know this is another example of of one of those fun things that they'll throw in to kind of uh particularly for for the for the hardcore or not even hardcore just like for the for the fans who are familiar with with clone wars and and You know, more of the Star Wars universe other than just the movies. Um, I got to believe that they they write these stories backwards.
0: They end, they start writing it at that moment. (laughs) And then they like,
1: all right, now how do we get here? You know? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Um, But yeah, I guess moving into the final and sixth episode of the show, um, the the episode opens up and Ahsoka is, um, she's cloaked and so she's secretly attending this. This funeral of Padme, which we we know was was killed by Anakin on on Mustafar, and uh, this same scene is actually shown in Episode Three. So this is another small example of a scene being adapted the, from a different point of view. Uh, in this case, the the point of view of Ahsoka and also Bail Organa too, and Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. as you pointed and out, Mon Mothma, yeah, yeah, was also in there. Yeah, shout out Mon Mothma. We we, we love Mon. Yes, we do. <laughs> um,
0: Mormon, Mormon, Math, Mon- <laughs> more. when When's her? When's when's her series? Honestly. When do we get
1: the Mon- Mothma show? Sign us up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, Bail and, and Ahsoka have this conversation on Naboo. Um, where Bail is is essentially, um, kind of trying to get her to be a part of something bigger, if you will. Um, and, and Ahsoka ultimately, after kind of a fun exchange with these clone troopers, not <laughs> yeah, right. uh, n- not her directly, but the way that Bale yeah. is is addressing her and talking to her without making her known to the to the clone troopers. <laughs> right. Um, but the <clears throat> majority of this episode takes place following that uh, conversation between her and Bail uh, after she leaves to kind of hide away on another planet, which I'm sure we got. I thought we got the name of it. Um, maybe we didn't actually, but anyways, it's yeah, she's sure. on this like farm uh, working on this planet who we, who we later learn in the episode, they're, they're farming um, to kind of appease the, the expectations of what the empire has for their harvest, or, or they owe a portion of their harvest to the empire or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the episode kind of the ball starts rolling down the hill when one of the, the workers on this farm is almost crushed by, a set of hay bales, uh, Ahsoka subtly, you know, uses the force to make those few set of hay bales that would have crushed her kind of like spread around her in a circle formation uh, and avoid crushing her. Yeah. Um, and then another important point of note in this episode is that that girl who was almost crushed um, notices that Ahsoka did this um, and kind of confronts her about it and simultaneously this girl who was almost crushed as a brother who is much more empathetic to the Empire's efforts. Um, and, and upon overhearing- There's always one. There's always <laughs> one. And upon overhearing that Ahsoka um, may or may not be this Jedi who his sister, um, actually, now that I say that, they are brother and sister, right? I'm, I don't know if- I,
0: I, that's, that's the impression I got, I That think was so. the, the
1: vibe. I think that was, uh, I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he overhears this conversation where she's kind of jokingly calling her a Jedi. And I think at this point she's like, pretty sure, but you know, Ahsoka's like, What are you talking? You know, she's playing dumb sort yeah, of right. and, Of course. Um And so they go on some I don't know, they were gathering something for the for the farmer for the town.
0: I think they were trying to sell
1: Oh, okay, that's what it was. The, some yeah. other product over to the yeah. And um they come back to a farm which is set ablaze. What did you think when you saw that? Um, I thought of uh Aunt Beru and uh
0: <laughs> and Uncle Owen is what I thought. I'm like, oh Uncle no, Owen? we're gonna see this again. Yeah, I that's like, a,
1: I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a good yeah, that's tie-in.
0: A, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, man, they'd burn these things up all the time.
1: <laughs> what is it with the Empire and Fire and Farms? Yeah, right? I mean,
0: yeah. Let them be, gosh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I when I saw that, I, you know, I thought, well, I, I even said this during when we were watching it. I'm like, yeah, but the, the, the brother is going to be the new Tim. He's going to mess around and <laughs> he's going to mess around and get killed himself.
1: Yeah. Also, another kind of uh, important point that I glazed over, um, the name that Ahsoka takes on uh, while she's on the farm. She's obviously not going by Ahsoka, because she doesn't want her identity to be, you know, fall into the hands of the wrong people. Um, she's going by the name Ashla, which is not a random choosing of a name for, for those. Um another great book, if you've never read it, is is the it's called Ahsoka, the 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 novel. And um in that book, she she takes on the name Ashla as sort of a um a guise or or a uh, a I was going to say a spy name, but (laughs) you know, an alter ego, if you will. Right. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, that, that, that I would assume that puts her in around that time as well. And when we were watching it and they had mentioned her name was Ashla, I was trying to remember back if, if this story was told in the book and we're just kind of seeing the, the realization of it uh, actually on screen. So I don't, think it was she's, course, on, a, if I'm wrong, she's on a farm at
1: some point in the book and it's been about mm-hmm. three years since i've read that book i think and i need to go back and read it again but i, right. I think a lot of this episode was inspired by the ahsoka novel mm-hmm. even if it didn't come directly from it right yeah so you know it, yeah so if it's if it's not
0: the exact story um it puts it, it at very least puts it puts her, puts her around that line
1: yeah. Um and then of course once they approach the flames, they find who else other than this brand new inquisitor who we've never got to see in any other uh Star Wars content before. Uh, and I don't think we got a name or or a you know anything from him in that regard, but um he is interrogating the father of this brother and sister as well as the brother who are on their knees and tied up. Um and and the brother is saying, you know, should be rewarded <laughs> for for yeah. for bringing the Inquisitor to this place where a Jedi is, uh, and the Inquis- Inquisitor's like, "I'll I'll give you your reward," uh, and Ahsoka actually, you know, s- ends up saving this this uh, b- the boy at the last second, uh, right? And
0: um, Ahsoka, being Ahsoka, you know that that yeah. she cannot let things like this go, even in you know, and much like what we mentioned about Yaddle, you know, when you're when you're in put in these situations, you just don't walk away from them. You gotta you gotta step up and do something. So, um, if you if you have it in you, and I mean she has the ability to help out, and then she did, and um, leads up to probably the most fun moment <laughs> or most exciting moment that we had in the entire series.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean <clears throat> definitely the most exciting scene, um, I, I I would say in in this series uh, this. I mean, it, was, it was. It you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a lot of the Obi Wan and Maul fight on hmm. uh, on Tatooine in, in you know post. Um, I believe it, it's in Rebels actually. Yeah, right. It's in Rebels. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and what I mean by that is it was kind of. I mean the the Maul Obi Wan had more I think meaning and symbolism behind it than this one did. Right. Very clearly, course, yeah. but. In terms of the length of the fight, it was like okay, clearly there is one person who is superior <laughs> in this fight, right? Yes, and that was the yeah. the vibe that we got from this one as well. Yeah, I mean, Ahsoka basically
0: takes the lightsaber from him. <laughs> then uh, the 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 um that it feels like a product that's patented for the Inquisitors, the circular, yeah, <laughs> uh, with the two lightsabers coming on on either end, um. I I the standard issued inquisitor lightsabers I think that's what they uh, they are. Um it basically takes it from them and then just absolutely
1: chops him down with them. Yeah, Chops him down with it, yeah. And if you haven't seen the reaction episode yet that we mentioned earlier in this episode, if you can if you can watch just one reaction from the episode, like when that happened, we were both like oh like our <laughs> our faces when that happened were were pretty priceless and uh, yeah. My my favorite if, moment of the six episodes, personally.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm sure people that are looking up reactions on on YouTube are just looking for that exact moment. So look yeah. at it; it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty fun to to get to see, Ahsoka, almost effortlessly like take down this Inquisitor, and um, yeah, I, I it made me excited, probably. More so for the upcoming Ahsoka show too. Mm-hmm. That seeing her absolutely. fight like that,
0: yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, to 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 bring back the lore of it all. I mean, to have Ashley Eckstein again voice um, Ahsoka, the, the Ahsoka that we learned that we grew up with um, through the Clone Wars, um, was obviously a great choice. And to see her again on the in the animated animated um, form um just again perfect for the Star Wars fans.
1: Yeah. And uh maybe maybe to to put a bow on the episode, Ahsoka, you know, doesn't hold a grudge or any malice towards the the brother who tried to turn her in and you know, he's like I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. So uh, and and Bail comes back and and helps the family out as well. So there is a uh, a nice conclusion to to the episode too.
0: Yeah, and I think that ends with Bale... Is it the she? You get the 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 impression that she's kind of ready to help yeah. out again.
1: Yeah. Well, I I would I got the, <laughs> I I got the impression that this is like her agreeing to, like be a part of the rebellion, right? Without you know it, she doesn't say any words, but that's kind of the impression mm-hmm. that that it gives. So right. So, great episode. Oh, fantastic. great series. Yeah, an incredible series. Um maybe just very briefly, because I know this episode has already run relatively long, um, very briefly, just to touch on the themes of Grey Jedi. Um, If you don't know what a Grey Jedi is, it is, or maybe Grey Force user is even a better, more general term that we can use. Basically someone who, as maybe the term Grey would uh, infer from that, someone who lies somewhere in the middle in terms of they don't really see things from the point of view, maybe like a Jedi would, um, like everything is black and white. And they don't, you know, cross all the way over to where the Sith are and use um, their powers uh, as a, like, they use fear anger as a source of their power. Uh, and they exist somewhere in this spectrum in the middle of grayness. Uh, and, and these two, and actually Qui-Gon is another example of of a gray Jedi, I would say, but um ahsoka and dooku um before he turned completely to the dark side uh, are two pretty good examples that we have in star wars from this era of of gray jedi and i think that's ultimately and i I think we talked about this a little bit too why they chose these two characters um because it's it's two diverging paths it's a fork in the road both of these characters Mm -hmm. um Ultimately did not see themselves as a part of the Jedi Order. But in not wanting or not seeing themselves as a part of the order, they also take very different paths from that point. And I think that's mm-hmm. the important piece of of this tale of tale of the Jedi, if you will. <laughs>
0: Oh, I see what you did. Nice.
1: Yeah, which is also yeah, which and- is also interesting now that I think about it that we, we haven't even talked about the title of the show being called Tales of the Jedi cuz mm-hmm. n- at the end of the show neither of them are Jedi. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And yeah,
0: I mean maybe it's you know, I mean they were Jedi, right? right. They were a Jedi, yep. so this is so the, the name isn't wrong. Sure, sure. But it but you you from that title, you would you would think that these are stories from people that are Jedi and who continue to be or were the entire lives. Um, but yeah, at the end of both of these, you know, both of the ends of the stories of Ahsoka and Dooku, not only in here, but, you know, just kind of even going forward. Yeah, neither of them end up being part of the
1: Jedi, Jedi council or anything associated with the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Ahsoka ultimately chooses the path of light and dooku chooses the the dark path um and yeah i mean i mean, it's 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 two diverging uh two diverging paths that both originated from the same point which is the jedi order right so, anyways interesting to point out and and uh i am so absolutely appreciative and glad that they chose these two characters because I mean, if you could pick any two characters who needed more... I mean, we have a lot of Ahsoka, but we'll always take more Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But people have been asking for years for, for more Dooku. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was especially <clears throat> pleased that we got to have Dooku as one of our showcase characters in the show.
0: Right. And I, what, what I love about these stories, whether it's in these animated series, new TV shows, um, books... Whatever medium, um, it brings different angles, different motivations to characters that maybe you never really thought of. Um, I, I mean, I will admit it. The going, you know, when I first watched the prequel, the prequel trilogy, wasn't a huge fan of everything that happened in it. You know, yeah. But with everything that's come out since then, the Clone Wars, um, now, now these, these, um, this series all the books that come on there's one there's a series about padme there's a lot of good source material out there mm-hmm. that now you kind of get you know from my standpoint i really enjoy that era now where before i kind of i wasn't necessarily sold on everything it wasn't it wasn't necessarily something i would go back and watch but now knowing all of these stories you know you're seeing the, all these different motivations and angles um, I can go back with uh, a
1: brand new lens and really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and not not to diverge too far from from what I my thoughts I had, but to go off of what you were saying, uh, I think Maul is a really good example of that. Think about mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. how people thought about Episode One twenty years ago, right? And now and now think about how people. I mean, you know, some people will still tell you that they don't like Episode One, but like think about all of the source material that has come from Maul, like that. that, That's what you're saying. Like I, star Wars has done such a fantastic job and tales of the Jedi is evidence of this for sure of taking, Mm -hmm. um, prequel era content and just making it incredible, like making it enjoyable, adding to the lore, uh, giving us depth with the characters. It, It is, um, I, I don't know how you, how you, and there's people out there that don't like the prequels i don't know how you can't like the prequels it's it's so right, yeah. it is so deep and rich and full of right. star wars it's like oh it's so good yeah and i mean,
0: especially at this point i mean if if you haven't watched the clone wars i'm not trying to gatekeep here but go watch the clone <laughs> wars animated series yeah there's a couple of there are some rough spots that you got to get through just like I mean, what what is it? Seven series seasons, you know? Yeah. Twenty episodes, twenty three episodes. So it's a lot of it's a lot of material, but it is worth it. It's yeah. worth knowing these characters, le- learning about Ahsoka, learning about Anakin and his struggles, and you know how he teeters back and forth um, between light and the dark, uh, even at that early stage. Yeah. So I, you know, just being able to consume all of this and now we've got all these tv series we've got disney plus that is cranking out all these shows yeah um we're pretty lucky just different eras now yeah we're pretty lucky and um like you said 20 years ago you know maybe i walk away from all this and just like oh this this isn't the the best anymore um but now that you have like you said the richness the depth of it um it really does in- make it a more enjoyable experience for all Star Wars fans, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and
1: d- definitely. And may- Okay, one thing I will say, I think I said I don't know how you can't like the prequels. I know there's people out there that probably are not the biggest fans of maybe Episodes 1 and 2, so maybe I'll, I'll amend my statement to say I don't know how you can't like the prequel era. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a better way of saying it. <clears throat> Uh, right, right. Because there, I think there's always going to be people that they'll watch episode one as many times as they can, and they'll say they hate it every time. But right, yeah. um, what I think we can agree on is that everything uh, prequel era made, you know, post 2006 has only added to that era. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I can't even think of an example that that wouldn't have. It hasn't in some way made that era better than it was
0: right yeah and, and i don't know if it's because they knew and because i i'm thinking about um an interview recently with uh ewan mcgregor who plays obi-wan in the prequels um how he knew even then that it wasn't well received mm-hmm. you know um and to be because you know obviously he was talking about you know the kenobi series here that was I mean, that's also in the prequel prequel era, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Kind of post-prequel. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, post-prequel. yeah, post-prequel. But like right around that time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have scenes that are in the prequel era. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but to... But even, you know, even then, he knew that it wasn't well-received as part of, you know, Star Wars. So, you know, he always... You know, I always feel bad for actors that are in these situations. Of, you know, like the like the Hayden Christensen's, the, the Ewan McGregor's, the Jake Lloyd's, the Pat, you know, the um Natalie Portmans of it, um, being a part of something that maybe wasn't well well received when it was originally done. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it at the end of it, it's Star Wars. There, there, there will be people that just absolutely love it because because it's Star Wars and it's because of Star Wars they grew up on. You know, it's their generation Star Wars. Yeah. Um just like, you know, the 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 original trilogy is mine. It's the same thing. So, um I think we're going off way off a of tangent, but you know what I'm saying, like it's just the um and th- that's just what Star Wars does to us. We could we could talk about it all day all night and we've done it for two nights in a row.
1: <laughs> that we have. <laughs> uh well, maybe to conclude our our episode, uh, Joey, this is going to be tough give me your rankings of all six episodes all six one through six. Oh wow okay if you i can i can try to go first because i think i have my list yeah yeah go for it go for it okay i'm gonna go from bottom to top uh, Okay. and That's and, and let me preface this by saying i loved all six of these they're all great they're all great yeah they're all great but just and, because and, there's one there's six of them you have to yeah right my sixth would have to be episode five um, okay, which is the Ahsoka training episode. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. just didn't feel like we 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 talked about the relationship thing with Anakin. It didn't feel super consequential to the overall story, and the Anakin thing was kind of like, well, what's happening right now with this relationship with him and Ahsoka. It was kind of different from what we were used to with the Clone Wars stuff. So for that reason, even though I still liked it and I loved the tie-in at the end of the episode, I would definitely put that one six. Um. Man, and then there's almost like this it's really close between like three through five probably. Um I would probably go with I need to write these down the second Dooku episode. Okay. As my fifth. Yes, as my fifth. Um but man, like five through three through five are really close. Um, mm-hmm. but so I would put episode three on my fifth. That episode title was Choices. The first, the second Ahsoka episode, which I put at six, this practice makes perfect. Fourth, I would have to go. Oh, gosh. See, this is tough because I, I loved the first episode of the show and I thought it was so cute seeing baby Ahsoka. Um, yeah. But I think we mentioned it like there's really not a lot in terms mm-hmm. of the overall arc of Star Wars or the overall trajectory right. of the universe that is incorporated in this episode. It's a fantastic episode. I loved it for sure. But it's really mm-hmm. just like kind of her origin and, and not right. much more than that. So I'll I'll put episode one, Life and Death, at four, even though I love that episode so much. Um man, I almost want to put it at three, but I'll put the first Dooku episode at three. Titled Justice with he and Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Um that that one and the first Ahsoka could be interchangeable almost between three yeah, and four right, for me. Right, right. So I'll I'll go Justice, the first Dooku episode at three. Uh but my favorite Dooku episode, number two and then the last Ahsoka episode, Resolve. Right. I I don't want to put it at number one only because of the last scene with the Inquisitor. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm gonna cheat and put two tied for first. Okay. I'm gonna. That's fair. I'm gonna put the last Duku episode, the Sith Lord, and the last Ahsoka episode, Resolve, uh, tied for my number ones. Okay. The Duku episode fair. is probably better overall in my opinion Mm -hmm. but the scene the ahsoka scene at the end was like so fun to watch that um i i want to include that as my number one as well right yeah that's fair that's fair all right what about you what's what's your list so my again
0: preface it love them all we don't want to we don't want to choose our favorite children right but yeah this is this is the question right so (laughs) um i'm going to go with the I don't even want to call it least favorite but i don't know what other (laughs) way to put it um the 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 number six spot i'll go with episode one actually the one where she is the she is a baby um for the same reasons that you put it you know there there isn't really i mean it's cute it's a great episode but nothing really towards any anything of real significance Mm -hmm. um yes this is the moment that she they notice she's more sensitive but outside of that this really Nothing else. It's super cute though. Love it. I, I would if I you know if they had a um baby Ahsoka Funko doll, I am getting it for sure. Okay. So that's <laughs> I'm there with you. That's yeah, so we are we are getting that. Um The next one would probably be um I think I would go with the second episode of Dooku. Um the one with Mace. Okay. Um yeah. because I'm trying to think if, if I really do want to put that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll solidify with that one. Yeah. So I, as much as, as much as it really did show between the two of them and everything like that, I, I, I can't put, I, I just liked the, the training episode of Ahsoka over it, you That's know? sure. Um, so not so much that there was nothing good about it. It was just that I just enjoyed the Ahsoka one more. Although we did point out some of the inconsistencies of the relationship and all that. Um, that ending was really got me in the feels, you know, because <laughs> um, re- remember how long it took us to get that final season of Clone Wars. I mean that that's kind of that's kind of where my heart went when i saw that last scene so i think that is that's that's the order i would go for those bottom the bottom three Mm -hmm. um the top three kind of i would probably go along the same lines as you did which would be the um was it the the first episode of
1: dooku right
0: with qui-gon with with qui-gon yeah i think just that seeing that early relationship with Qui-Gon was huge for you know uh, was such a cool thing to see and even I think and I've mentioned this to you before my grades sometimes change as we're talking about things so when we were talking about like you know how Qui-Gon has been the pillar of Duke as as opposed to the opposite You know, I think that that really changed the dynamic of what I saw from this episode. So I think that was a pretty big thing, because ultimately going into what I call my number two, um, which would be the final episode of the Dooku uh, trilogy, um, would be my second one. um, My number two um, episode of the series. Uh, Just because, again... I, I can't top that Ahsoka ending scene, so that's kind of you know, in that same line of why I I, I I put them in that in that order. So uh the number one spot going to the last episode of Ahsoka's story. Um because again, there there is that connection with, you know, what we've read in the books with Ashla. That name it means something. And you know, it was a it was a pseudonym, it was someone who she was after everything had been done. Um, but then to kind of tie it in again with, you know, what's going to be happening with her and rebels, she becomes Fulcrum. And, um, obviously that last scene with the Inquisitor was, um, was a slam dunk for me for that number one spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really didn't have too many, too many major yeah. differences. I think everything we had was within two spots of where, where the other person had it. So, uh, a right. general, a general sense of, of of a rankings of the feels a feel of the rankings of of the episodes if you will um but yeah overall an incredible show like if if we get a season of this every year sign me up man sign me up because
0: imagine imagine them doing that with just different yeah you know force users like pick where you you're able to get more depth into them and you know some of them will i think these are easy ones but it's when you get into the ones that like, maybe you don't know a ton about like, like Illuminara, for instance, or mm-hmm. something I'd love to see I'd love to see us, you know, more about her and yeah. um, just like those types of uh, characters. I just I would I would eat it up for sure.
1: Give me a give me a Kit Fisto episode. <gasps>
0: Come on, Kit Fisto. <laughs> you know what they need? Oh, we're gonna go another hour. What they need is some <laughs> more uh, Asajj Ventress. Dude, Uh, if they, oh
1: man, if they throw some massage in there, oh my gosh, I hope they do. I hope they do. Oh,
0: Dave, 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 listen, I don't know if you're watching (laughs) us. Dave's definitely watching, yeah. (laughs) Dave, somebody, everyone tweet at Dave Filoni. Does he still have Twitter? I have no idea. Go, go make that. Make it happen.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Well, um... What a fantastic show, Tales of the Jedi was. It's it's kind of it's kind of different to have have podcasted over an entire season of a show in one episode, um, rather than just an episode like we've been doing with Andor. But uh, this has been a blast, as evidenced maybe by the fact that this is by far our longest uh, <laughs> podcast so far. We've we've just really enjoyed talking about Tales of the yeah. Jedi, and Absolutely. um, we we love Star Wars so. Um, and we, we, I will
0: I will say this, Ben asked me right before this, like, Oh, how long do you want this episode to be? I'm like, It'll probably be our shortest.
1: <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> yeah, we we did say it, it might... it's it's so it's so fast that we you know we know all the stories, it should be, you know. So I, I legitimately said, Yeah, this will probably be our shortest one. I was not
1: correct at all. Yeah, I mean, but that evident that's evidence to how much I think we just how how much of Star Wars fans we are. Like we get a yeah. show like Andor, which is I've as we've said doesn't really feel like Star Wars. And you know, we enjoy it, but it it we digest it and it's like, okay, that was a good episode or that was not my favorite episode. Um and there's nothing really in terms of Star Wars to connect it with a lot of the times. When we when we get a show like this, it's like, "Oh, you know, we get excited about that. We get there's excited Ke- about There's yeah. Kanan. There's there's Sidious, there there's Ahsoka yeah, right. like cutting someone in half with a lightsaber. There's, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. there's a uh, baby dopamine, baby Ahsoka. Dopamine. Dop- Mean? <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's very uh it's very easy to get excited about a, a Star Wars project like this, but um this this no, if but you're... yeah
0: this is only part one of our no just kidding,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but hey if you haven't caught it um this uh podcast episode whether you're listening to it on Apple Spotify uh or watching it on YouTube wherever you're listening or watching to the episode um we have also released a as we mentioned earlier in this podcast episode, a live reaction to all six uh, of the Tales of the Jedi episodes, which we've condensed down to about a 15-minute YouTube video, which is uh, watchable over on our Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. So if you're interested um, in hearing or seeing, I should say, our live reactions to all six of the episodes, definitely go head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and check out that video. It's a, It was a really fun one to make, uh, because it's just constantly like us going like, oh, no,
0: what? Oh, what? oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so definitely give, give, that, uh, give that a look as well. We'd really appreciate it. And Hoth Hangout is also on Twitter. You can tweet at us at Hoth Hangout over there. Uh, tweet at us your questions. Uh, follow us over on Twitter. Show, some, show the Twitter some love as well. You can also email us at uh, hothhangout at gmail.com. Shoot us some questions over there if you like. We can uh, always read them off on the stream. We can hopefully have some sort of mailbag segment maybe in the future, potentially even. Uh, and new episodes of the Hoff Hangout podcast go live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, um, excluding next week. I believe. I think we will be taking one week off from the podcast because uh, Joey um, will be traveling. Star Wars related traveling, kind of. Not, kind of. Not really. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, definitely. <laughs>
1: Uh, gonna be visiting Galaxy's Edge. I, I wish you uh, a blast on that trip. So I'll no, take pic-
0: I'll take pictures for you, Ben. Don't
1: worry. I I am very much looking forward to seeing them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Dooku at the end of that that Episode Three. Like, mm, I wish I was there. <laughs> That's right. Um, now
0: this is where this is where Ben turns right here.
1: Yeah. This is why I'm on the Dooku side. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you again so much of you uh, to all of you so much for uh, listening or watching. Again, we are available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Joey, any last thoughts? Dave,
0: you're the man. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> thank this you, Dave. Great. Thank you, Dave. But Asaj, Asaj, Ventress show. Make it happen. Season
1: two coming 2024. <laughs> It's a scoop. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you all for for listening and of course, may the force be with you.
0: Bye.